Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord today, isn't it? Amen. 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 Uh, you will uh, we'll learn to really appreciate you, Pastor, this morning. <laughs> Amen. Uh, the Lord laid something on my heart, and I, I don't know. I've got it in my head. I don't know what I get out of my mouth to where you even understand what I'm trying to to say this morning or not. I'm going to do my best. Amen. If you take your Bible, turn with me to the 29th chapter of Psalms. <clears throat> Amen. I give honor to my pastor and pastor's wife, family. Love them, appreciate them. Uh, give honor to this church. A lot of good people here. Amen. Amen. We're not perfect. Amen. We serve the one that is. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalms 29. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars, yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Surin like a unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hind to cave. <clears throat> and discovereth the forest, and in his temple doeth every one speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood, yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. For just a little while this morning, and I promise you I won't take long. Uh, I won't try to talk to us about the power of the voice of God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> you may not remember, but the last time I preached, I preached about how that the uh, ark had been sent for and been brought 
to the houses being built. And whenever the ark appeared, there was nothing left in it but just the uh, uh, tablets that uh, had been put in with the word of God on it. And I preach from the thought of, of when nothing else is left but the word. That's enough. Amen. But I come here this morning to speak to you uh, about another word. There's two words. Amen. One is the written word, and one is the spoken word. Amen. And they have completely different meanings. Amen. In my uh, last sermon that I tried to deliver, I talked about how that I saw uh, Donald Trump hug the American flag to his chest and how he proclaimed his love for America. And I said, I want to take God's written word, and I always want to hug it to my chest. I always want it to be real and dear. And I don't want you to think this morning uh, in my talking that I'm belittling the written word at all. Amen. That's not what I'm doing. And and some of the statements that I might make this morning, uh, don't get your Apollo rocks and get ready to stone me until you hear me out what I, I really, really want to say this morning. Amen. First of all, we know that God is eternal. Amen. We know that God is supreme. Right. We know that he don't have to take a conference with anybody to do anything. God can can do anything. He's He's supreme. He He's everything. Amen. He always has been, and He always will be. Amen. Amen. I I don't understand that. Uh, everything in my life has got a beginning and got an ending, and 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 for me to to understand. Uh, the eternal ship of God, I, it, it bum fuzzles and, and blows my mind to not <laughs> find a, 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 a beginning for God and, and an ending. But we know that he is uh, the beginning and the ending in our lives. In our everyday walk with God, we know that he is uh, the all-important thing that we have to hold on to. In a world that's topsy-turvy today and, and all shook up, we know that God is all-powerful. Amen. We, we understand fully today he's the first and he is the last. We understand fully today that he is the Alpha and the Omega. We understand fully this morning uh, that he uh, knows everything uh, and by him everything uh, was made. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we look into his word and we see in the first chapter of Genesis how that God looked down uh, upon everything and, and he said he saw a mass of nothingness that was, uh, it was out form and void and Darkness covered the face of the deep. Um, <clears throat> amen. We see uh, that, that, that that mass had been there forever. 
Amen. It doesn't say it had a beginning or ending. God just looked down and seen it. It said God moved upon the face of the deep. But this is what I want to talk to you about this morning. Sometimes, and don't stone me, sometimes the presence, just the presence of the Lord is not enough. Sometimes just a move of God is not enough. Amen. It said that God looked down and he saw that ball and mass of nothingness. And it said the presence of the God, Lord moved upon the face of the deep. But nothing changed. Nothing changed. He moved up on the face of the deep. But when he got on moving up on the face of the deep, it was still a blob of nothing. Amen. Until the third verse, when it began to say, and God spake. Amen. And things began to happen. Amen. God spake and light came forth. God spake, and the moon and the sun and the stars appeared. But it didn't happen when God moved up on the face of the deep. It didn't happen to God begin to speak unto the situation. Amen. He spoke, and the sea brought forth. Amen. He spoke, and the land appeared. He spoke, and the green grass and the herbs and all began to appear. But it didn't happen until he spoke. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm talking about this morning, about the spoken word, the power in God's voice. Amen. I think of something I read here the other day. It said a minister was visiting an old farmer and and it come dinner time and they're sitting around a dinner table and the old farmer was sitting there and and he had on old brogans uh, that wore out and they was unlaced and he's sitting there in his old bib overalls and and the pastor said, uh, Farmer Brown, would would you bless the food? And the old farmer bowed his head and he said, God, you know I hate buttermilk. And the minister raised his eye and looked at him and old farmer Brown hesitated a minute and said, God, you know I don't like lard. And by this time, the minister had both eyes open looking at him. And he said, God, you know, I got no taste for just flour. By this time, everybody in the room was kind of eyeballing the old former. But he said, Lord, when you take all that and mix it together, and you put it in the oven. I sure do like them hot biscuits that comes out of that oven. 
and he hesitated for a while, and he said, Lord, that's kind of like life. Whenever things are going wrong, whenever things are happening, I don't understand. And when God, when I can't really, really understand what you're trying to speak to me, I realize, God, if I'll just back up and let you mix it all up. Amen. And when it comes out, it's going to be better than them biscuits ever thought about being. Hallelujah. I'm talking to you this morning about when God speaks into your situation. I'm sure there's people here this morning uh, They've got situations and got hurts uh, and got trials that you've been wrestling with uh, for a long time. Uh, amen. And you've come to the altar and we all have uh, and brought our problems uh, to the altar. And there we, we bring them uh, to the Lord and, and, and we hope uh, that we can feel some goosebumps. Uh, we hope that we can feel some shaking. Uh, we hope we can talk in tongues maybe. And we hope uh, maybe do a little shouting. Uh, amen. Uh, and we do all that. Uh, and we feel all that. Uh, and we leave. Uh, and nothing has changed. Have you been there? Have you been there? Have you brought it to the Lord and 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 walk out and, and everything's still the same? Nothing changed. I talked in tongue, God. Why didn't something happen? I shouted, God. Why didn't something happen? I, I felt chill bumps, God. Why didn't things change? Could it be that maybe in Pentecost we might have missed a key? point there that sometimes God has to speak to a situation for it to change. Amen. We sing a song that says, I know the peace speaker, or I know him by name. I know the peace speaker. He controls the wind and rain. When he speaks, peace be still. They have to obey. I know the peace speaker, or I know him by name. He goes on saying, it was such a lovely day. Everything was going all right. This gentle wind was blowing my way, and everything was just fine. But suddenly, without warning, a storm surrounded my life. But even in a storm, I can feel the calm. And here's the reason why. I know the peace speaker. Amen. And I know him by name. And when he says, peace be still, they have to obey. Hallelujah. I'm thankful this morning uh, that I know the one that can speak into my situation uh, and change it. Uh, hallelujah. I know the one today uh, that has all power in heaven and earth. Uh, I know the one today uh, that's in control of every situation. Hallelujah. I got a little great granddaughter this morning that owns a piece of my heart. She's nonverbal. 
autistic. And I prayed and I prayed and prayed and I fasted. God heal that baby. But I don't longer pray that way. I pray for her every day. But I say, God, speak to that autism. Speak to it, God. Because if you speak to it, God, it'll have to leave. God may not never choose to speak to it, but I'll die praying. God, speak to the autism because you have all power in heaven and in earth. Hallelujah. 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 Old prophet was hid in a cave. He had done miracles for God and now the hit list is out on him. Amen. He's to be killed on sight. God found him in that cave and he said, what are you doing in this cave? Elijah said, I, I, I've been real, real conscientious about living for you, Lord, and, and, and I'm the only prophet that left. God told him, said, step to the mouth of this cave. And he said, when he did, he said, the earth shook. With a with a earthquake, amen. Oh, but you read a little further, and it said, "But God wasn't in the earthquake." Sometimes we think that we got to have an earthquake experience uh, to get anything changed uh, in our life, uh, amen. But I'm telling you this morning. Uh, that sometimes an uh, earthquake experience uh, is not what you need. Uh, then there was a fire that rent the side of the mountain, uh, but God wasn't in the fire. Sometimes we want fire. We want something uh, uh, flashy. Uh, I've told the story many a time how that uh, D. Ray Wilson and Sharon Wilson, I was working with D. Ray and... <coughs> And uh, he began to uh, talk to me, and I began to talk to him about church. And he told me that his wife had an incurable uh, kidney disease, and it was slowly killing her. And so I set up where we could come out and pray for her on a Sunday evening. And we did, and... and <clears throat> I don't know as I've ever been more disappointed in a prayer meeting in my life. I wanted the earthquake, Sister Teresa. Brother John, I wanted some fire. I wanted that wind that blow across that, that hillside so strong it'd break pieces of rock off. But I left there with my head down because there hadn't been no earthquake. It hadn't been no fire. Ain't been no strong wind. Amen. But the prophet said, after all this, God wasn't in the fire. 
God wasn't in the wind. God wasn't in the fire. Amen. Uh, but God said uh, in a still, small voice, uh, sometimes it don't take an earthquake. Sometimes it don't take fire. Sometimes it don't take wind. Sometimes it takes just a still, small voice of God speaking into your situation to change everything. Amen. And that night after we had prayed, and I thought it was a complete failure of sitting in church, the back doors open. And Sharon and D. Ray Wilson walked in the back doors, and they had this testimony here. They said, after we prayed, D. Ray said, my wife walked into the kitchen, and she hadn't drank a carbonated drink in years, because every time she took just one swallow, it would cramp her till she could have to go to bed. She said she took a Coke out of the refrigerator popped the top on it, uh, said, I'm going to see uh, if James Littlefield's God uh, can do what he says uh, that he can do. Uh, and she chug-lugged it. Uh, amen. Uh, and it never affected her in any way. Uh, and today she's still healed uh, from that disease. Uh, but you see... Uh, it wasn't an earthquake. It wasn't fire. It wasn't wind. It was a still, small voice of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Sometimes it just takes more than the presence of God. The storm was raging on the ship that day. The wind was blowing strong. The lightning was flashing steadily. The waves were getting stronger and stronger until water was filling the little ship that the disciples were in. I present to you this morning that Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship asleep. If the presence of the Lord alone was enough sometime, the presence of the Lord was on that ship that day. In fact, God manifest in the flesh was on that ship, but the storm was still raging. The storm was still there. The wind was still blowing Amen. The lightning was still flashing, uh, and the waves was getting bigger all the time. Uh, they woke him up and said, don't you care if we perish? Uh, and Jesus walked uh, to the bow of that ship, uh, and he stood there with the wind blowing his hair and his clothes. Uh, amen. Uh, and the storm didn't stop. God manifest in the flesh. Uh, standing in the prow of that ship, uh, but the storm kept raging until, until uh, he said, peace, uh, be still. Oh, hallelujah. I know the peace speaker today. And when he speaks, uh, the wind and the rain has to obey him. Hallelujah. The waves had to quit waving. Uh, the wind had to quit blowing. And the Bible says there was a great Calm. Amen. 
Could it be that there's somebody here this morning that you got hurts that reach way back? You may be in a storm this morning. And you prayed and you felt God's presence. But sometimes God just has to speak to that situation. Amen. Jerry's had a little daughter, and I'm nearly through. I about preached out. I can't, I can't hold out long. But Jerry's had a little daughter. She's laying at the point of death, and Jerry's knew the only hope he had was finding Jesus. Amen. And he found him and, and said, I, I got a, a little daughter at home sick. And while they were talking, people came and said, don't, don't bother the master. Your little daughter just passed away. Make a long story short. They went on to the house. They walked in where the little dead girl was. God manifest in the flesh. Walked up that bed. If the presence of the Lord alone was enough, that little girl would have got up because you can't doubt that he was there. But she didn't get up until he said, Made, arise. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I tell you today that whatever you're facing, whatever is in your life, You may have been to the altar a hundred times. You may have shouted. You may even run around the church. When you leave, that storm is still there. But I promise you one thing. Brother John, I turn to you. I promise you one thing this morning. That if God ever speaks to your situation. <laughs> hallelujah. If God ever speaks to that storm, hallelujah, that storm has got to stop. If God ever speaks to it, uh, that situation has to turn around. If God ever speaks to it, it has to change because this morning I know the peace speaker. I know him by name. Thank you this morning.